Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, the show that will educate you about barbecue by actually using a book, which we'll get to in a second. I, re- I realize some of us can't read, but anyway, I am Dave Kaiser, your host along with engineer Kyle, producer T-Bone, and our in-house barbecue expert, my co-host and seller of barbecue books, Dan Doc Hathaway, our resident barbecue doctor. Uh, okay, coming up, we got a great, I'm, I'm joking about books, but we've got, we have an author, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. We have, we have never gone this high. We've had barbecue people that have authored books. Right. But this is an author who talks about barbecue. This is a completely different ball game. It's a it's a high level ball yeah. game. Highbrow um, barbecue talk. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Doug Wargle, and I'm very excited. Um, right now, you can purchase a book. It's a actual a, a fiction novel. Yeah, it's novel. a no, it's a novel that he wrote about uh, Kansas City barbecue. It's a it's a pretty good read. And it's called Thin Blue Smoke. Yes. And then he wrote a book. Unfortunately, not in print anymore, but you should, still might want to check it out. I know you can get a, a used copy, and it's really cool. It's called The Grand Barbecue, A Celebration of the History, Places, Personalities, and Techniques of Kansas City Barbecue. And uh, let me just preface this now. You know, we... For so, everybody knows we broadcast out of Kansas City, but we're not a Kansas City show. We're a barbecue show and we love Texas barbecue and Carolina barbecue. And T-Bone is raising his hands. Texas barbecue. Texas barbecue, which right now is frozen, uh, but it's still really good. Those poor people. Oh, those poor people. God bless them. I mean. They just need to all fire up their grills at once. And you know, people were. People were. They were getting the propane tanks filled and then literally huddling around their barbecue grills yeah, to I, stay warm. And I just saw that uh, Oper- Operation Barbecue Relief yes. out of Kansas City, they're actually headed down to the Houston area right now with a load of barbecue to feed the masses. And we need one of these days, Dan, who gets most of our guests and does a wonderful job. We need to have them on the show one of these days well, and, well, and, and throw them some love and, yeah. and hopefully get them some donations. Cause they're a wonderful organization. Yeah, for sure. And if, I guess if you want to donate to help them out, uh, to pay for the expenses, go to Houston, you can go to their website right now. Yeah, Operation yeah. barbecue relief. They do some great work. They do some great work and we need to get them on the show. But yes, let's yeah. get them in. I think if we explain to them that Dan never brings anything in for us, that maybe they'll provide some relief. They don't feel that us. sorry for you. No. <laughs> hey, you know what? If they saw how much money was in my checking account, they would definitely bring me some barbecue. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying one little look. You know, I, I got cyber attacked one day and the guy felt so bad. He put money in put my money account. In Thank account. you. Thank he's, you. He's here all night, folks. I will be here all week. Tip the weight strap. <laughs> Try the barbecue wings. I heard they're delicious. So, um, also, uh, in our fourth segment, we're going to be talking to Dan about his least favorite subject, which is Dan. 
And <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm scared for this because <laughs> I, I just see him just sitting here staring at you. I'm so I am not as exciting as I sound on radio. Well, I can tell you that it's a it's about a 10 minute segment that should last two minutes. Yeah. So uh, well, but, story of my life. <laughs> but actually, we're going to talk about, you know, Dan's done a lot of con- I mean, we tease Dan, but Dan is a barbecue expert. As you if you listen to the show, you will know. And you've done some competitions. You've got some trophies. You do a great job. And of course, 2020 was insane a wash wash, basically for a lot of people and so but we're hoping for 2021 and we're going to talk about it and again everything we talk about for 2020 is 2021 is well hopefully this is going to happen yes hopefully you you know but um speaking speaking of barbecue so i i this happened a few weeks ago i forgot to bring it up i thought it was pretty funny because i'm i'm always getting barbecue to go you know me and i go into this this barbecue joint and it's one of those places where you go up to the bar to get your food to go i called ahead got it ready walked up there and so i'm standing there waiting for the bartender to give me my food and take my credit card and everything and a guy sitting in the bar looks at, well I, okay i made the mistake i gotta quit doing this of going by the way you know i host a barbecue radio show <laughs> Now, thank God he did not know. Do you know Dan Hathaway? Or I would have just walked out. <laughs> I would have just walked out. Uh, but and instead, the guy turns to me and goes, you host a barbecue show? I go, yeah. He goes, do you know my neighbor, Fred? He barbecues. <laughs> No way. <laughs> yes. So, you know, and at that point, you got two options. You can go, nah, I don't know, Fred. Or. That's great, man. You do what I do. <laughs> you play along. Yeah. So, uh, T-Bone will know this. That's improv training. You, 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 you accept whatever's thrown your way. Absolutely. So I said, I do know Fred. And I said, you know, he puts too much sauce on his ribs. <laughs> The guy turns to me and he goes, I know, I've been telling him that. <laughs> Come on. Now. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, sir, you have a nice night. I hope you're not the designated driver and got out of there. So anyway, um, if, if you know me, you know, I'll talk to anybody about barbecue anytime. Um, probably the, the last time I, I did it, I shouldn't have when it was with my colon, uh, when I got a colonoscopy. And, uh, and the doctor goes, you host a barbecue show? And I'm like, oh, I, I know. I don't really want to go there right now. By the way, if you've ever had one. Barbecue? No, no, the other part. I don't even like saying the word. Uh, T-Bone and I are both old. We both have had them. Uh, when you get done, because you haven't eaten for twenty, at least 24 hours, you are starving. Well, of course you are. I mean, and my buddy who picked me up, and of course I'm half drugged. Every food place we went by, I just would say I'm like a little kid that just learned how to read, you yeah. know. Pizza Hut, McDonald's, you know, you know, Gates and Sons Bar. I mean, everything in any way. Waiting for that lightning strike. <laughs> to go, yes. All right. Let's get back on track with our Ask Dr. Dan, our Barbecue Fix-It Man segment, sponsored by our February Barbecue Sauce of the Month. By the way, if you would like to be our Barbecue Sauce of the Month, please go to our Facebook page and like us on Facebook at BBQ Radio Nation and contact us, and we'd be happy to make you our Sauce of the Month. This month, it's Cowtown Barbecue Sauce sauce was awarded the title of best sauce on the planet in the 2001 prestigious American Royal Barbecue Contest, an 18-ounce bottle, only $4.49, or you can get a gallon jug, that's that's the way you get barbecue sauce, for only $20.99 at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. T-Bone, what do you got for a question this week? Well, I got it right here on my card. There you go. Dear Dr. Dan, yes. I clean my grill and oil it up 
mm-hmm. but the meat still sticks. Ooh, that's a good problem. Can you explain this? Asked Tina J from Ohio. So it, it's a really a pretty easy fix, and this is going to be so mind blowing, T Bone, that you're going to go home and try it right away. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, number one thing: keep your grates oiled all the time. Okay, but when things generally stick, that get this. Hold on a second. Wait for it. It's because you're messing with it too much and you're not leaving it on the grill. Oh. So you throw your, you know, I, I did this with chicken breast a couple of weeks ago. Grilled up some chicken breast, threw them on the grill, got antsy, tried to flip them, and they all stuck. So the, the next time I did it, I just went ahead, threw them on, let them go an extra couple minutes. Okay. Went to flip them. They just pulled clean off the grill, flipped them, did the same thing, and voila. Nice, perfect black Grill marks and no sticking to the grates. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's not, you know, it's, there's nothing that you can really do to prevent it except just be patient, just like anything else with barbecue. Should yeah. you be pulling your thermal pin and looking well, at the temp not till before? Not till you, not till it's done. You don't want to poke a bunch of holes in it. Oh, no. Yeah. No. You know, Tiba, that was pretty good. We should maybe start asking him questions weekly. It's just a thought. Like every week. Yeah. yeah maybe every week. Well, just ask me the easy ones. <laughs> I mean, don't get too complicated. I'm uh, only a doctor of barbecue. Don't forget. By the way, you know, just so the audience understand, he doesn't know these questions beforehand. No. We, no. We, we do try to throw curveballs. No, 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 no. You guys have been lobbing them in there for me for a while now, no, he, and I really appreciate he, that. He, <laughs> it's like slow pitch softball for Dan. He pulls them out of his barbecue grill every week is what he does. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to give you uh, some Cowtown barbecue sauce, which you can get at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. And if you have a question for us, go to email us, drdan at bbqradionation.com. Coming up next, very excited, barbecue author. That's what I'm going to call him, Doug Wargle. He's got Thin Blue Smoke, and he's got another book called The Grand Barbecue, a celebration of the history, places, personalities, and techniques of Kansas City Barbecue. Talking barbecue with him on our next segment. That's coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories. Skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at BBQRadioNation.com. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or chat online at VeteransCrisisLine.net. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. 
Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Kias along with Dan Hathaway. We have got barbecue author, not just an author, but a barbecue author, Doug Wargo with us. Uh, he's got a couple of books, books you want to check out. One of them right now, Thin Blue Smoke. We'll be talking about that. And also he had a book that he wrote quite a while ago, but it's a great book called The Grand Barbecue, a celebration of the history, places, personalities, and techniques of Kansas City bar- Barbecue. Uh, Doug Wargo, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good man, thanks for having me. Appreciate You're welcome. Being here. I, I want to mention your, uh, and we'll talk about more about it in the next segment. Your book, Thin Blue Smoke, but you can get that at, believe it or not, Dan's store, the <laughs> Kansas City BBQ Store dot com, or of course on Amazon. And Doug told us off the air, please leave reviews if they're good. If they're not, just pretend you never read the damn book. But uh, <laughs> exactly no, right. I'm sure. Keep I'm it sure, to yourself. <laughs> keep it to yourself. I'm sure. You, I'm sure they will love your book. Um, and and I've been kind of excited because. We've had barbecue people on the show who have written books about barbecue, but we've never had what I consider to be a barbecue author. So thank you for joining us. No, I mean, it's my pleasure. This is fun. Cool. Well, first thing I wanted to mention, because in in the old book, The Grand Barbecue is Celebration, which, by the way, it takes me four minutes to read that. So we'll just stop there. um, (laughs) Is in the book, you talk about recipes and do it yourself technique. And of course, we're all about barbecuing. Give us a recipe. uh, Do it yourself technique. Share something, would you please? Well, you know, my assumption when I wrote the book was that uh, was that not everybody uh, would would know some of the basics Mm -hmm. um, of how to make backyard barbecue. Uh, and so my intent was, uh, was basically to help, uh, people, I don't know, maybe get over whatever level of intimidation they might have, uh, and, and, you know, and venture out to the backyard and make some barbecue themselves. So the recipes in the grand barbecue, uh, were really intended to just give people some, so, uh, you know, a, a barbecue primer, if you will, uh, get them started on the basics. So we cover uh, rubs and uh, sauces and how you can make those at home. Um, you know, kind of what the foundational uh, rub might consist of and what a foundational uh, barbecue sauce would consist of. And then we, uh, and, and I'm also assuming that uh, the readers uh, didn't have a lot of sophisticated equipment the kind you can buy at the Kansas City barbecue store, <laughs> but the, thing, the can you know the, the kind that they might you know they might have a Weber kettle or uh, or a Weber Smoky Mountain, and um, and I wanted to you know help them uh, use that not as a way of grilling hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken wings, but as a way of actually making authentic Kansas City style barbecue, and and so that's how that's that's what the recipes in the book were to basically just kind of get them started. Um, help them feel confident that they can do it in their own backyard and get them going that way. You know, by the way, we should have you on a guest every week because really one of the main reasons for this show is to help the backyard barbecuer. So let's do this. Yeah. What's, first of all, what is your favorite thing to to grill or smoke in your backyard? You know, my favorite, I mean, it, it's hard to go wrong with a good pork, but uh, first of all, it's, it's it's about the easiest thing you can, you can smoke. It's very forgiving. Um, it's hard to mess it up. 
you, you can, you, you know, if you, um, if, if, if you smoke it too long or cook it too long, it's still going to be great. Um, and, uh, you know, if you, if you undercook it, you can slice it and, and, uh, you know, and it's still going to be pretty good. Um, so I, you know, I think pork butt is probably the, my go-to, uh, and, um, you know, I like to use, um, oak, uh, and, uh, and applewood when I, when I smoke a, a pork butt, you know, ribs are probably, um, uh, you know, another go-to for me because you can get, you can get them done quicker. Um, you know, it's, it's about a, a four or five hour smoke as opposed to a, you know, uh, uh, a six to eight hour smoke for a, for a pork butter, sometimes even longer. Mm-hmm. Um, one time, once only I cooked a whole chuck roll and, uh, I, I cooked that thing for 20 hours and it was probably the best barbecue I've ever had. Uh, but I've never had the time or the courage to do it again. Uh, I did it on a lark. Um, and oh my gosh, it was good. Um, but I don't even have that smoker anymore, so I'm not sure I could could do it again if I tried. But yeah, I, I think you know pork butt and ribs are probably my go-to. Mm-hmm. Barbecue Radio Network with Dave Caius and Andy Groneman will be right back. Hey, bar and grill fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. So as far as the chuck roll goes, how long did you cook that thing? I, I cooked that sucker for 20 hours, Dan. Okay. And okay. it was, it, it pulled apart like, uh, it pulled apart like, uh, like uh, pulled pork. Oh, really? I mean, it shredded. Uh, uh, at least most of them, I know Chuck rolls got more than one muscle in it, mm-hmm. but man, that was good. And I have, uh, you know, back when I was working at, uh, at Joe's with you, Dan, I was always trying to get Jeff to, uh, you know, to experiment with uh, smoke Chuck, but he would never do it. Like a chopped beef almost. Yeah. Okay. For, yeah. I, I'm the amateur here. So I'm jumping in here. What's a Chuck roll. I've, I've never heard of it. Dan describe a Chuck roll to, 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 uh, Everybody and Dave to our host here. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to pass this on to Doug because I, it's like a shoulder clod. It's, um, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the front shoulder uh, of, of the steer. Um, it's got the Chuck roast in it, Okay, but it's bigger. You know, it would be the equivalent of, of a whole pork shoulder instead of just the pork butt. Well, that's where the so, 20 hours comes from then, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, th- this thing was huge. I mean, it was massive, but my gosh, it was good when we were done. Now, when I think of something that when you say the word roll, I think of something that you put together and then you roll it up and take strings and tie it up. Is that? Yeah, no, it, um, you know, uh, well, just like a butt isn't really from the butt. I'm not sure that, you know, the Chuck roll isn't really rolled. It was more like a shoulder clod. Okay. Uh, and clod is a bad name too. I don't know where these butchers get their names, but uh, you know. <laughs> See, I, I know it is a, a shoulder clod from, uh, you know, seeing all these recipes about Maryland pit beef. Okay. You ever seen those? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I, that's where I know the, the shoulder clod. Well, from. I wonder if this might've been like that, it, like a Maryland pit beef. It very well could have been. Yeah. So Doug, back to the, yes. back to your, your, your studying barbecue for so long. The first time I ever met Doug was, was through the grand barbecue book. And, and then he came to, he, he and I were, were worked together for, I don't know, what was it about 10 years? Yeah. And, uh, and man, it was, it's always a good 
conversation with Doug to talk about the history of Kansas City barbecue and, and kind of Kansas City's contribution. And, you know, the simple fact is that that barbecue defines our city, you know, when it comes to yeah, it really the does. outsiders do. So when it comes to Kansas City barbecue, what do you think that our number one contribution to barbecue as a whole would be. And Doug, let me jump in real quick. We only got about sure. a minute and a half, but we will. Ca- this is a great ca- question that we will carry over. So go ahead and, and start the answer, and then I'll interrupt you. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, you know, I, you know, Dan said, uh, you know, uh, mentioned uh, outsiders looking in at Kansas City Barbecue. And I came to Kansas City as an outsider uh, 32 years ago, and uh, I had a cousin who lived here, and he introduced me to. Uh, to, to Kansas City Barbecue. I had come from Michigan and there's really no kind of defining culinary tradition there that defines Michigan or even any part of Michigan, uh, except perhaps, you know, Coney Dogs in the Detroit and Flint area, but it, it doesn't have the same, uh, you know, psychological um, significance and cultural significance as, as Kansas City Barbecue does. So I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll end it there and we'll pick it up in the next segment. But uh, I came to it as an outsider and that's kind of how I looked at it with fresh eyes. And, and uh, it was just, it took me by surprise and, and, and I, I've loved it ever since. Very nice. We will carry it over to the next segment. Just a quick little thing. Uh, if you're familiar with Kansas City Barbecue, uh, the, there was a passing of 86-year-old barbecue legend Elsie Richardson, uh, and he will be missed in the community. Um, his his barbecue pl- joint is over by the, our, our football and baseball stadium, and every time I drive by there, that parking lot's full, and so it's a little sad anytime you lose a barbecue legend like that. Um, so a little shout-out to that. Well, once again, we're talking with Doug Wargle, our official and first ever barbecue author. You can find his books uh, at the KansasCityBarbecueStore.com and Amazon. And we'll be right back right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kais, along with our engineer Kyle and producer T-Bone, and my co-host, our barbecue expert, Dan Hathaway. And we're speaking with barbecue author, I love this, this we've never had this, Doug Wargle. He's got a couple of books. One you can get right now. Uh, check it out. It's called Thin Blue Smoke. He had another book called The Grand Barbecue, A Celebration of the History, Places, Personalities, and Techniques of Kansas City Barbecue. And by the way, Thin Blue Smoke, you can get on Amazon or at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. Uh, 
Dan, come on. We, we kind of we didn't leave Doug much time yeah, on that, that last that, question. That was my fault. So That's okay. So what I really wanted to get out of Doug is, you know, he came from Michigan as an outsider, you know, as an outsider going into Kansas City barbecue. And he kind of built this, uh, you know, he's he's my go-to when it comes to Kansas City barbecue history. Mm. He's he Basically, Doug's taught me everything I know when it comes to Kansas City barbecue, Kansas City barbecue history. And I just, I love the history behind it. So I wanted him to just expand on that a little bit more and kind of give us an idea of what Kansas City has contributed to the barbecue world as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, I, I spent a, a good chunk of my career, um, 15 years of my career as a journalist. And, um, and in each of those, each of my, uh, you know, uh, uh, journalism jobs, uh, I was a writer and editor. And my, my beat in each of those cases was kind of things that are unique to Kansas City, kind of Kansas City cultural, Kansas City civic identity. And uh, you can't really write about any of those things without writing about barbecue. And so I kind of uh, became, you know, by default, uh, an expert in, in Kansas City's barbecue scene. And at one point I wanted, I, I, I needed, I wanted to write a, a cover story for uh, the magazine that I was working on at the time on Kansas City's barbecue history and, and realized that, you know, there was no, um, there was no definitive book on the subject. So, uh, I wrote the book and, um, and spent a, you know, two years just immersed in Kansas City's, uh, barbecue history and in that tradition. And the thing that I think that, 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 um, Kansas City contributes to, uh, the larger, um, you know, kind of American, uh, barbecue tradition is that, uh, there are other regions that are uh, rather narrowly defined in terms of, uh, you know, the kinds of meats and, and sauces that that uh, typify their barbecue. You know, in the Carolinas, it's pork and, uh, and uh, in vinegar based sauces or mustard based sauces. Uh, Memphis, of course, is famous for its ribs. Texas for its um, its beef, primarily brisket, but also in the uh, East Texas uh, Hill Country. Where there was a lot of Eastern European immigrants, there's a, there's a, you know, they brought their sausage traditions with them. And so in Texas, you've got both beef and sausage, but in Kansas city, we're kind of a barbecue ecumenical, you know, we're, we're barbecue uh, ecumenicals. In other, in we, other words, what you're saying is we like it all. We embrace it all. Yeah. <laughs> and even though we didn't invent barbecue, we perfected it. All of those other barbecue traditions that are more deeply rooted in the old South, uh, they migrated here after the Civil War um, when enslaved uh, African Americans uh, were freed. They they left the South in a you know in a in a in a great migration to other parts of the country. And Kansas City was one of the natural stopping points for for freed slaves because we had a um, you know a, a meatpacking industry that was thriving. We you know we were a rail town and a river town, and there were jobs. There was meat. Uh, you know, because of our of our uh, meatpacking, uh, you know, in the stockyards and uh, a lot of hardwood. Um, and they brought the barbecue skills that they had mastered, um, you know, uh, on the plantations in the south. They brought those north with them to Kansas City. And, uh, you know, it wasn't long before, uh, you know, that became a, a thriving part of our economy. And uh, and like I said, we're very eclectic in our menu. Um, we've got ribs, we've got beef, we've got sausage, we've got chicken, we've got pulled pork and ribs. You know, it's uh, it's very eclectic, uh, eclectic, 
And, um, you know, Carolyn Wells, um, longtime head of the Kansas City Barbecues, once said, if it moves, we'll cook it. <laughs> and, uh, and that's not far from the truth. Um, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's tongue in cheek, but, um, yeah, we'll cook both that tongue and that cheek too, for that matter. Well, um, first, first of all, Doug, th- that is my diet, everything. And uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, just just so we don't get angry letters, uh, when, when when Doug said Kansas City perfected it, we love all regions of barbecue. <laughs> we do. <laughs> uh, uh, That's that, why we cook them all here. Well, and we do, and and but we love our Texas people and our Carolina because I can just see them. Really? And uh, every once in a while, we have a guest like we had one. I, I can't remember who it was, but we had somebody from Texas. And he just said, "Well, it's a lot better than your guys." Like, oh man, I know, right? You know, and, and our philosophy you know, barbecue trash trash talk is part of the tradition. Absolutely, and it's fun. absolutely, and, um, and we want to have fun with it. And yeah. you, you know, that's one of the beauties of this show is we we talk to people from all regions of the country and learn about it. And then, at least for us, we taste it. And um, I just love tasting tasting different things. Well, listen, we've we've only got about four minutes left, so let me quickly ask you. Uh, you had something to do with PBS and Burnt Ends, which I love Burnt Ends. Talk about that real quickly. Yeah, um, as director of marketing at uh, Joe's Kansas City and as uh, somebody who's, you know, who's studied in uh, barbecue culture and, and barbecue history and written about it extensively. Um, uh, you know, during my time at, at, uh, at Joe's, I was asked frequently um, you know, to be on different TV shows and things and, and, uh, and to talk about, you know, what I knew and what I'd learned about barbecue and burn ends, of course, are, are, you know, one of the significant things that, that Kansas city specifically has contributed to the kind of the larger canon of, of, of barbecue, uh, you know, tradition in America. And, and so I was asked to go on PBS and, and, um, and talk about it. And, you know, it, that was just a lot of fun. I mean, it's always, I, I, you know, I, I got my my graduate degree in teaching, and, and I always enjoy the opportunity to teach people, uh, you know, about barbecue because it's something that uh, Kansas City is rightfully proud of. In America, it's it's one of the oldest cooking traditions in America. It is it's very uniquely American, and I am so glad for Burnants. So we've got about three minutes left. Let's talk about your book, Thin Blue Smoke, which once again you can get on Amazon or you can purchase it at Dan's store at the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. Talk about that book, Thin Blue Smoke. You know, I um, I was I was a writer and editor at the Kansas City Star at the time, and uh, and as as you know, as I mentioned previously, uh, I. Uh, had, you know, during my time as a journalist, I immersed myself in in uh, in Kansas City's barbecue tradition. But you know, I had some stories kind of percolating um, uh, up, uh, you know, over over a period of years, and uh, just decided to try my hand. After having spent 15 years in journalism, decided to try my hand at fiction and writing a novel. And uh, so I wrote this novel, and I set it in a uh, a fictitious Kansas City barbecue joint. Uh, run by a former baseball player who played for the Kansas City Athletics. It's, you know, it's it's set in a barbecue joint and, and barbecue is featured throughout from the beginning to the end. But it's not really a book about barbecue. It's 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 about barbecue the same way Friday Night Lights TV show is about football. You know? Right, right. Football is a is a is a way to tell bigger stories with broader meaning and um, and explore relationships, you know, explore uh uh, you know, the human, you know, interactions and, and Thin Blue Smoke is, uh, features barbecue and, and certainly the title even refers to, uh, you know, that good kind of smoke you get when you know you're, you're, you're kind of cooking in a groove. Um, 
but it's about fathers and sons. It's about second chances and squandered gifts. It's about, uh, you know, whiskey and, uh, you know, and, and, um, and friendship and, uh, and barbecue and baseball and the blues. Uh, a lot of the things that typify Kansas city culture. Um, it's a very Kansas city rooted novel. Um, but, uh, it's gotten great reviews. Um, an independent, um, uh, you know, movie producer has purchased the rights to it. So oh, cool. someday, someday uh, you may see it on the big screen or as a uh, limited television series. Um, but, uh, you know, it was it, the, writing the book changed my life. And, hey, Doug, and, uh, I hate it, I hate to interrupt you because I love hearing about this. We're running out of time. And I do want to mention that I'm writing a romantic novel myself. It's my relationship with Brisket. Um, that's coming out nice, soon. So we listen nice. to that. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing so, that one on Amazon. So check out Doug Wargold's book. Thin Blue Smoke. You can get it at the KansasCityBBQStore.com or you can get it at Amazon. And we'll be right back right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Dan and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Our weekly radio station shout out goes to a place that all of us want to be at right now, Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. This is just, I don't even want to, I, I mean, we love our stations, but come on, Hawaii? So, uh, Star 95 KAOIFM in Maui. You can check them out at KAOIFM.com. We're also on there at News Talk Sports, KAOI, 1110 AM and 96.7 FM. And you can check that out at KAOI 1110.com. Here's, here's, here's the thing is, um, if, if, if our people in Maui listening to us right now are just thinking, you know how much fun it would be to have Barbecue Radio Nation do the show here in Maui? I'll cook. <laughs> and Dan will cook. Um, you know, you'll have to pay for all of our expenses, uh, but it won't be that bad. Um, but we will gladly bring the show to you, everybody in Maui. And you know Dave what? You know, wear a grass skirt. Oh, yeah. That, and the coconut bra. Yes. Yes. That is a place that doesn't nearly get enough dues for barbecue. No. Now that's a great point. You we're, know what? We're going to have to, uh, yes. Maui out there, 
Give us a call. Give us a call. Who, and who do we talk to what, about Hawaiian barbecue? We need a, gonna, I'm going to start researching it now. We need a Maui barbecue expert to talk about awesome, Hawaiian yeah. barbecue. Yes. For sure. We Okay, look at that. We just created an, an entire show. We're solving problems. Right here by me just saying, hello, Hawaii. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. We do appreciate it. Um, so this week, the Kansas City Barbecue Store.com product spotlight. I think we actually talked maybe a little bit back this when we were talking about our Christmas presents, but this is a Mazen, that's A-M-A-Z-N tube smoker. The 12-inch one is $29.99. Uh, great price. Talk a little bit about this. So really, these are these are great products to help supplement more smoke in mm-hmm. your grill, whether you're doing a pellet cooker and you want a little bit more smoke. Maybe you're you know used to a, a heavier smoke in your cooker and you're just trying to get a little more into it, or they're even great for what I like to use them for is cold smoking. Okay. Especially uh, during, you know, during the winter, like we, you know, the cold spell we had last week would have been a perfect time to get a a amazing tube smoker out, throw it in the bottom of Weber kettle and uh, cold smoke some cheese or some salmon. Now, I, I don't know if this, if they did this, but the, the barbecue joint that I was talking about in the beginning of the show today they gave me, because I'm a barbecue host, uh, a free slice of barbecue cheesecake. Really? And it was it was a smoky-flavored cheesecake. Really? I've never had it before. Interesting. It was delicious. It I've, had, never, yeah, I've it seen that. I've never had it. It had yeah, a little... They, they smoked the cheesecake, yeah. Well, and, and it had a little brown on top, like the smoke you would see from uh-huh. barbecue. Um, but it was delicious. Sounds interesting, yeah. It, it was interesting. It, it was different. I've never had a, a cheesecake, anything like that, but it yeah. was delicious. So you can get the Amazing Tube Smoker 12-inch. You also have a 10-inch for a little less expensive. It's, a, it's actually I mean, a 6-inch. Yeah, it's a 6-inch. Yeah. So you go 6, 12, and, and it's just a mesh tube you fill with pellets, and, and I even use a little bit of chips. And uh, I've got a question. Okay, what's your... Uh, so would can this thing be used in a grill? Absolutely. Uh, just a regular gra- gas grill. Absolutely. From Sears. And, or from anywhere. And you start <laughs> doing smoked. Yeah. And, and wow. that's... Yeah. You just... You light the end of it. It helps supplement some smoke, put some smoke into whatever you're cooking in, whatever device you're cooking in. And yeah. So it, if you're... So that's a great point, T-Bone. So if you're grilling something and you're just not quite getting that smoky kind yeah. of flavor that you want, mm-hmm. you add this and it's a home run. It's a home run. Yep. You're grilling steaks on your gas grill and you want a little bit of mesquite flavor to it, throw some pellets in it. Light the end of it, and you're off and running. Okay, that that's fantastic. It, it's a game changer. It, it really is. is. It, it is. is such a simple thing. So you can get that at the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. Add that add that to your list of things for the spring to get. Um, so. I've been wanting to talk to Dan about Dan, which uh, for for all of you know, um, Dan has. Very relatively little amount of ego. Um, but then once you get to know Dan, you realize why. That's uh, not that, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it all, all kidding aside, uh, Dan does a great job and, and he's a barbecue expert. But, um, you know, we talk about competition along with yeah. being a backyard barbecuer. So just talk about, first of all, what would you say in competition is your favorite thing to barbecue? Uh, you know, for me anymore, I... I really love the challenge of cooking chicken. Okay. And we've talked about my chicken obsession. You know, I mean, <laughs> hell, I've got a bunch of chickens in my backyard now, but that's, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with barbecue. Look at him, he goes, lunch, dinner, right, lunch. Yeah, right? So, you know, when I first started cooking barbecue, we started out pretty hot out of the gate. And, you know, we started, we felt pretty good about what we were doing, mm. but we could never get over the, get over the hump on chicken. Okay. And it was one of those things where I 
basically cooked chicken in my backyard every day for about a year and um, burned my kids out and my wife out. I was going to say, bar- I can completely. just see your family going, seriously, Dad, yeah, we, no, we, we no. love you, but... When I cook barbecue anymore, it gets either taken to the neighbors or I call <laughs> some people over to, hey, I've got some dinner for you. So it, it's... Yeah, you're let, not driving out to where I'm at, T-Bone. Sure, l- well, l- okay. luckily, luckily for us, he doesn't bring us any because we would not appreciate barbecue. But anyway, <laughs> keep going. So I really love cooking chicken, okay. and uh, you know, other than that, I mean, I really love all of it. But chicken and ribs are my number one, number two. Okay, I mean, I I, I can't cook enough slabs of ribs. I just I've always loved ribs. Um, it, they're easy. It doesn't take long, and you can you can do different things to it without having to, let's say, waste a lot of time or, or spend a lot of time on it. I mean, okay. you know, perfecting a slab of ribs is something that can be done, you know, fairly easily with, with you know, a little bit of time and, and a little bit of effort. Okay. So based on all your past competitions, what have you had the most success with? Oh, definitely chicken. I chicken, mean, that, really? Yeah. All that, all that practicing and everything. You know, when I first started cooking barbecue, uh, I would practice all the time. And that's the number one thing for me is just to, to, to make sure that you're, you're honed on your skills. You feel good about what you're doing. You go into a competition confident with your recipes, confident with your, your procedures and everything. And it's only when you kind of not necessarily get a big head about it, but when you, when you start getting too comfortable and you kind of let things slip a Mm. little bit, you know, you don't stay on your game. You don't keep notes. You don't, you don't, uh, you know, keep your timeline really tight. You know, that's, that's when you start struggling a little bit and that that's honestly what i've seen the last couple of years because i haven't cooked as much you know with covid and everything right you know and, 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 I'm, and i'm not taking the notes that i probably should because i'm not cooking as much and so it's kind of just throwing stuff at the wall and see if it'll stick okay so after a year of um abusing your family with chicken yeah. every day mm-hmm. and then you go to a competition and then you get that trophy do you come home with the trophy and go look at this see <laughs> see it paid off no <laughs> I just put it on the shelf did, in, the, in the barn. And, and did you and, put and it just, in the Did you put it in the girls' bedroom? This stays well, in your bedroom. There has been a couple of them that ended up in their bedroom. <laughs> you know, especially with the ones that we get pictures taken. You know, on stage with the girls when they were younger and everything. So <laughs> That's they got cute. to keep the trophies That's for a cute. while. But you know, it, barbecue competition barbecue is great. I, oh yeah, I I love competition barbecue. It's so much fun. It's it's a challenge every single time you go out. And there's something you know. There's a variable that's new that you have to figure out every single time you cook. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a great hobby and it's, it's a great way to meet people who have like ideas mm-hmm. and, and love the thing. You know, you guys have, you know, you all love barbecue right. or you wouldn't sure. do it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back into it. And I hope 2021 really opens up and we can get some, get some well, stuff. Well, and that was, I was going to ask you with 2021 and we, we've got just about two minutes left is, uh, you know, hopefully there will be a, well, a lot more tournaments than there yeah. were in, in 2020. Do you have a couple just off the top of your head that you're kind of looking at that you're hoping to be able to compete in? Yeah. So my, my number one most favorite contest to cook besides the American Royal, the American Royal is always going to be number one, but there's a contest out in Osage city, Kansas, and they had it in the fall and I had to miss it this year because we got busy at the store, but Every April, there's a contest in, in Osage City, and it's kind of like the kickoff to the season. You know, it, it's mm. kind of... It, it, it's the Iowa of elections. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can go there. I was going to say the Daytona 500 of barbecue season. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, Yours is more fun than mine. <laughs> exactly right. But, you know, there'll be 100 teams there, and 100 of the best teams in the country, and they travel from all over the place. Last year, we had, I believe, there was a team, there was a team out of Canada there that traveled from Canada, 
And I believe there was also a team from Australia there. Wow. And so it's a great contest. It's about an hour outside of Kansas City, and I can't wait. It's in April. And just like uh, the Daytona 500, Dan had a fiery crash with a chicken last year. No, so that, I'm that just was saying. Pork. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, well, we're of course thank our barbecue author Doug Wargle that was on the show. He's got a book you want to check it out: Thin Blue Smoke. Um, he also has a book that's about the history of barbecue, which unfortunately you cannot get, but you can get Thin Blue Smoke at the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com or of course on Amazon. And of course, want to thank Dan for talking about Dan uh, next week. We're also going to be talking about uh, new grills, new smokers for 2021. And we want to thank our sauce of the month, Cowtown Barbecue Sauce. Uh, and you can get that at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. Great sauce. And we want to thank them for that. Of course, uh, like us on Facebook at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. And we'll be back next week with more barbecue. Happy barbecuing from Barbecue Radio Nation.